This is the world-famous marriage segment with Robert Kosick on The Sam Malone Show on AM 1070. The answer. Da, da, da. All right, America. You, yeah, yeah, I know. There's a lot of odds out there. A lot of spokes in the gazenta. Hey, be stay. Tom, do you like it when I speak uh, Latin on the radio? I do like it. I don't even think that was Latin. <laughs> it was something. So we take a moment on Fridays, one segment of one show of the entire week, to focus on what? The glory, the sanctity, the holiness, and steaminess of marriage. It's our world-famous marriage talk segment. In its 10th year, uh, all, uh, most of it here at uh, AM 1070, The Answer. Last place, not real happy with it. So I talked about fidelity in marriage and got to ruffle a few feathers. So we talk about marriage and how great it is. It's, it's just phenomenal. I mean, I wouldn't be where I am today, which is sitting across from Tom. No, literally. If it wasn't for a marriage of my beautiful bride, I give her half the credit. When people go, oh, you're so successful. Half right here, 50% right there. Uh, because it's a team. And she picks me up when I need it, and I pick her up when she needs it, and that's how it rolls. And that's why he started this. Going back to KRBE days, 1993, I was told, do not talk about a being married and being happily married. And that guy no longer worked there after a couple months. He, he's had some incident where he immediately fell out of his chair and hit the ground. Couldn't tell you. So we do it, and we do it with a lot of support from our family here at Salem Radio in Houston. My wingman for all these years is Robert Kosick. He wrote the book Honor the Vow. That's how we met. Honor the Vow, V-O-W.com. Hey, Mr. Kosick, happy Friday. Happy Friday, Sam, and uh, looks like you have a fantastic weekend ahead of you. Beautiful weather, great company. Hoorah. Congratulations on all that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, once I, I said, give half the credit to Denise, because I'd be like a goober, so she always keeps me calm and, you know, you know, she she helps me keep all, all four wheels on the, on the road. <laughs> oh, yeah. Same, same with my wife, for sure, yeah. Same thing with Kathy. <laughs> Here we go. Mr. Kosick wrote our, this is tip number 364 for marriage. Uh, so America, inhale, exhale, let's talk about it. 3% divorce rate. In the past three, oh, by the way, it's on our Facebook page, Sam Malone Show. In the past three segments, we provided three pillars for a great marriage. The first pillar was friendship. The second pillar was love each other. The third and final pillar was honoring each other. We also noted that all three are required for a great marriage. So the question becomes, how do you hold all three pillars together? Faith is the cap that keeps those three pillars connected. The claim the divorce rate among church going churchgoers is substantially lower is a false statement. Why is that? Because merely attending church does not do a whole lot for your marriage. Okay, just attending. Okay. For couples who actively participate in church and actually exhibit faith based principles in everyday life, the divorce rate is three percent. That, that right there, Mr. Kosick, is amazing. And that, I, I try to explain that to people all the time. They say, oh, the divorce rate is 50%. I said, eh, not really, because all they're doing is saying, how many people got married this year and how many people got divorced? Right. You don't know if those people getting married this year are going to last longer, which is the trend. They're lasting longer. Uh, or not. You really got to dig, which is what I do for a living. I dig into the numbers and tell people what the numbers really mean. And that, that divorce rate, really have to look at the pool, like any poll. You got to look at the pool of what you're what you're judging. Isn't that amazing? So let's get to it. I'll read the, the uh, kind of the intros of Mr. Kosick, who's a marriage coach. As uh, a church deacon, will jump in. So why active faith protects marriage? Focus on others. One, the two greatest commandments are love God, love others from Matthew 22, uh, 37-40. When your goal is to love God, you allow that love to filter through to others, especially your spouse and kids. It's kind of hard to screw up your relationship with your spouse. Take it away, Mr. Kosick. 
So people always say, you know, faith is so difficult. It's a bunch of rules and things you got to live by. It's not that difficult. I mean, I said it real simply. There's two rules you got to follow. Love God, love your neighbors. Everything else falls underneath that. And we kind of leverage that to say marriage is kind of the same way. It's not that difficult. We complicate it. We make it more difficult. And so if you just decide that I'm going to have a strong faith and I'm going to take those principles and live them out, then I'm going to, by nature, have a different perspective on how I live my life and how I treat people and how I encourage people. When you're doing that, it's really, really hard to mess up a marriage. So if you think of it sort of like driver's ed, if I went and sat in a driver's ed class when I'm learning as a kid to to drive a car and never got behind the wheel, never practiced anything I'm learning, you're probably not going to be that great of a driver. It's kind of the same thing with church. If all you do is go and sit there and listen once a week for an hour, never try to practice anything you're learning, you're probably not going to be that great. It's probably not going to have that big of an impact on you. But if you actually take notes, take it to heart and practice it, it's going to have a huge difference, which we see in the divorce rates. Amen. World famous marriage talk segment Fridays, Mr. Kosick and I, uh, it's on our Facebook page, Sam Malone show. Number two is follow the owner's manual. Marriage was created by and ordained by God. The Bible is his owner's manual for living life and sustaining a great marriage. A perfect example is Song of Songs. A little steamy when you read it, which is a love letter between King Solomon and his wife, as it should be. <laughs> uh, Mr. Kosick, give me a take on that. So not, not a little steamy, very steamy. I mean, there's some good stuff in there, especially if you read between the lines. Uh, that's a great book. But it's a wonderful book to go and look at because God said this is what marriage is all about. This is the best thing about how to do marriage, how to do life, and how to uh, do stuff. And as an owner's manual, we use this example all the time. We've mentioned it here multiple times. Your car comes with an owner's manual. It says change the oil on a regular basis. Can you go without changing the oil? Absolutely. Will the car keep running? Sure, for a while. <laughs> and then after a while, it won't. Same thing with the owner's manual. God said if you're going to want to have a easier life, it doesn't mean easy life, easier, meaning you can handle things differently by having these principles in your life, it's going to go easier. You're going to handle things better. Your relationships are going to be stronger. Can you do it completely without God? Sure. Will it be the best that it will ever be? I don't think so. But, you know, give it a shot. Yeah, man. Give Hollywood a call and see what they think. <laughs> Dude, don't get me started on those devil worshipers. <laughs> Hollywood hates marriage, which is like hating the Lord. Hollywood will oh, yeah. not write a script um, in which marriage is reinforced, man plus woman coming together with God, with respectful children, with prayer. Yeah, no. Okay. Let me get back to our world famous marriage now. <laughs> Hold the truth is tip number three from Mr. Kosick. Hold the truth. Some will balk at this tip, write it off, or try to discredit it. But the numbers don't lie. A strong faith coupled with a life that exhibits those beliefs will highly increase the probability of having a great marriage, Robert Kosick. Sure. So drop the mic. You can you can spin this any way you want to, and the media tries to spin it all different ways. But the bottom line is check the numbers. Do the analysis. You have this in your life. You live out these principles. You're just going to be better. It's just going to work better, and you can't argue with the numbers. 3% is 3%. I, listen, you I, and I have been doing this a long time, our world-famous marriage talk segment. I did not know that those who are strong in faith, uh, the, the d- divorce rate is 3%. You know, yeah, I, it really is. And, that, and <laughs> that really is people who, who really 
live out those principles because you're treating people the way you should be treating people. And it's hard for people to hate you. I, I read a story about a guy who just loved his wife. She wanted a divorce, she wanted nothing to do with him. And she just went over and over again. Dr. Dobson speaks about this. And he just started loving her, loving her, and loving her the way that the Bible would say, love your spouse, do it unconditionally. And after a while, she just sat back and went, how could you not love somebody that's loving you that way. And that's how it works. And they, they stay married instead of getting divorced. So it's, it's a formula that's been working for a little while, a couple thousand right. years. And so I think we should follow it. Number four, avoid judgment. Those strong of faith do sometimes get divorced, but they're in the minority. Like you said, about 3%. However, the cover of the book does not expose its content. So be careful in judging or labeling others because you have no idea what the story is, Robert Kosick. Exactly. So especially with social media, oh, they got the perfect life. Wow, I can't believe they got married. Their pictures were so wonderful. They're always smiling. You don't really know what's going on. So be really, really careful with people who say, I know a bunch of churchgoers or Christians that got divorced because you don't know what's going on. Number one, you don't know how they're living out their life and they're really implementing those principles. But people do screw up. It happens. We all mess up, which is, thank God, we don't have to be perfect. No one expects us to be. Only Christ was perfect. So there is that forgiveness, but it does happen. But be real careful with saying, I know a whole bunch of Christians who got divorced. They may or may not be what you think they are. So the main thing is deal with yourself. You have a set of principles you need to follow. Follow them and take care of yourself because that's the only thing you can control, and that's the only only benchmark you should go against. You're listening to our world-famous marriage talk segment Fridays, bottom of the eight, hour central, where we focus on the glory, sanctity, holiness, and steaminess of marriage. Mr. Kostak also writes the hot and heavy tip. We can do that. Biblically speaking, God created sex for marriage. While it can produce children, we would argue that since you don't get pregnant every time, it must have also been created for fun. <laughs> From that perspective, there are a lot of non-traditional ways to do that. So don't be afraid to explore with your spouse. If it works out well, fantastic. If not, laugh about it and try something else. Robert Kosick. So for 364 tips, I think this is the first time I actually put sex into yeah, the Yeah, what's up with that, bro? <laughs> Dropping a <the> ball there. <laughs> it's only taken 10 years to convert me. There you go, instead of intimacy. But it, it's, you know, it is what it is. And, and it's, it really is something God ordained. It really is. It's the most intimate, closest thing that you can do as a couple aside. You know, holding hands is the next thing in line. It's just so intimate. It's just so personal. And it is supposed to be fun. If it wasn't supposed to be for fun, it was only supposed to be for generating kids, we would be so overpopulated in this country, it'd be crazy. So you don't get pregnant every time. So there must be more to it than just trying to have kids. And there's things as a couple as you can do that's not just your traditional stuff to do. So you're okay to do that. The Bible's okay. Again, go back to Song of Solomon and read it. You can have a lot of fun, right? Yeah, that's, you that's pretty. You can do things a little differently. And, and so day. don't be afraid. And for its day, that was pretty, that was probably the raciest thing that ever came out of that millennium, you know? Oh, back in the day, oh my gosh, you're going back several thousand years, not just two, you're going back 6,000 years ago when they were talking about that. It was amazing, and that's such a beautiful love letter, and it really exhibits the openness to each other to express that love for each other and to do different things, and it's something that we should do as couples as well. So, you know, don't be so stuffy about it. Just have fun, and if it's not perfect, who cares? Laugh about it. It's something to joke about, and try something different. And put ice on it. Yeah, or so. <laughs> <laughs> ah, just don't rub dirt on it. But no, I, you know, and he's one hundred percent right. And this is what Hollywood hates: uh, two guys talking about the glory, sanctity, holiness, and steaminess of marriage. You know, and if you're and if you've ever been to a Jewish wedding, you'll always hear them 
say in Hebrew, Ani lidodi vidodi li. In Hebrew means I am to my beloved as my beloved is to me. You can, mm-hmm. dude, you can't screw that up when you, when you run those, when you run those words, I am, my, I am my, I'm to my beloved as my beloved is to me. You cannot go wrong on that. And that's what we had. Yeah, there you go. That's what we had in our rings, our first uh, wedding bands. Warm down. Our first wedding bands had that yeah. described on the inside, Mr. Cossack. Yeah, so another variation of what you just said is think don't think of yourself less. It's not which is different than think less of yourself. You're not thinking less of yourself, but think of yourself less, which means the Bible is very clear. Think of others first and then as well as yourself. So it doesn't mean completely discrediting any of your needs or wants, but just don't put them first every single time at the expense of everybody else. Got it. Just make sure that there's an even balance there between you and your spouse. You both have needs and you both have wants. So make sure you're both having equal say on how those get met. And it's never too late to turn it around, to pull a 180. Never too late. You know, uh, late. when I had to learn to spin the car buck 80 on a J-turn, it takes practice and a wide open space and a helmet. But in marriage, you don't need any of those <laughs> protective gear. Uh you can literally, what time is it? You can start like right now at 848 on Friday morning, the 20th of January to turn the yeah. marriage around. And, and, and if people are sitting there going, yeah, right, whatever, I can tell you personal experience. I have worked with couples who said, you're the last ditch effort. We filed for divorce. If this doesn't work, it's over. And they're still married today. So That's, it can be turned around. Amen. It absolutely can. So. Amen. America, that wraps up our world famous marriage talk segment for this, the 28th day of January. Oh, with Dino. Dean Martin Crochetti from Steubenville, Ohio, in the background. Mr. Cossack, great job. Have a wonderful uh, weekend with Kathy. Go enjoy yourself, and thank you for all that you do in writing and helping to hopefully save marriages. I think we will do that, and you have a blessed weekend, Sam. You got it. Thank you, sir. America, it's on our Facebook page, Sam Malone Show. Enjoy it. I'll be back in a second. AM 1070, the